the zesty of the zestiest. We have, we have, we have crossed the edge of time. It, it we are here now. We have crossed the streams, if you will. Like, 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 what? Oh, fucking, what's his face? The, 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 the one who, the one before. I mean, the beams are leaving you on the edge, apparently. Well, before we get to any more zesty, welcome back to the Space Oddity <laughs> Collective Podcast. I'm your host. Hey. Desmond, Desmond's dead Robinson. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I've said this. I've said this many times. I've said this many times at the beginning of the podcast before, and I have never more sincerely meant it, more honest to God, really held it before, than in this moment. Fuck you, Des. <laughs> I love you. And let me say this now to preface this. Audience members, you did not listen to a thing what was heard before I started recording. So out of respect for our illustrious co-host, no one doesn't know what was said. The only thing that was said was Benita saying zesty memes and me saying crossing the streams. That's okay. That's all the context. That's all the context we need. There you go. That is you all are, the context we need. You welcome everybody to another episode of the Space Oddity Collective. Uh, welcome back. I'm happy to see or hear everyone here. How are you guys doing? That is our very, I guess. The zesty memes want to make you cross streams. Ah, I can't. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, this is going to be a very raunchy episode. <laughs> I am here for it. I love it. Let's go. You know what? I'm at this point. You guys are gonna have to make me lean into this now. Jesus Christ! Please continue. Mm-hmm. Lead the episode. I'm going to move away. I am your illustrious captain of this staring to the wall podcast. <laughs> you know what? I at least I at the very least. I appreciate that you are using my attention right now to to at least entertain people. That is okay with me. Well, for the audio listeners, we are sorry for any background noises. It is super hot. Um, for the amount of laughter is going to be out through this episode. And a lot of screaming. But it's mainly from the Damon Lama writer, Christopher Ventura. What's up, Damon Lama writers? Um, uh, I, guess, I guess there might... Uh, you know what? Yeah. We have also shout the, out shout out to Trauma Club, uh, uh, Theo Roger Knuggins. Trauma Club. Um, we have the illustrious Benita Lavario. Oh hi. How you doing? It's been a minute. It has been a minute. I feel like it's been a while. Hello. Yeah. Hi. And last but certainly not least, the hypest, chillest hype man of all time, the Ray Square. You know who he is. You already know what's going on. What's up? Yeah. Why am I just picturing you like walking up out of the back like cool as shit and clean as fuck? <laughs> because, because I because I am clean as fuck. That's what. That's what. Um. So today we're finally gonna do our video game pitch. I'm going first. Um. It's gonna be something I actually created before. I ever played Mass Effect. That is the hint. 
Wait, there was a time before you played Mass Effect? Yes. What? what there was a time. did you play before you discovered Bioware? Oh Wait, my god. Was you even alive before Mass Effect? I know, I was not alive until the, the gods of gaming gave me Mass Effect and Dragon Age. He suffered through Kingdom Hearts. I never. Wait, here's the thing though. Here's the thing though. I was 17 when Kingdom Hearts 1 came out. I was 21 when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out. And during the days of my IGN, I had predicted, and I was fucking correct, that Kingdom Hearts 3 would not be out until I'm about 35. Well, I was fucking right. Like, was it when you were 35 exactly? No, I was 24 at the time when everybody was like, are we ever no, going to... No, I mean when the third game came out. Oh, hell yeah. I was th- Actually, I was 34 when it came out. Oh, okay. <laughs> So you're getting a little ahead of yourself. I was a little ahead of myself, but I was still right that it was in coming. It came out in my thirties. Yeah, that's still impressive. I was like, wow. After close to ten years, it finally came out, and look how lackluster that was. Woof. Mm -mm. Just woof. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's really lackluster? Mass Effect Legendary Edition. That was lackluster. Oh, I mean, to each his own. But um. We are gonna it was, go. It was the game. It was the games all over again. I still mm. need to finish them. But um, if you listen to the solo cast, I went through by myself the statistics of the Legendary Edition, and we're gonna go through it again. But this time, I actually have my crew, because mm-hmm. those who actually played it will be Ray and Benita, and I want to hear their take on. I'm gonna assume these are new players playing Mass Effect, based off these statistics, or players who went through the game before but choosing options that they never choose chosen before that's what i'm going to assume so that's what we're going to talk about a little um in a, in a few minutes um i did <laughs> i did go I'm through sorry, she knocked all my laundry over stupid bitch <laughs> and that is our fourth our fifth member of the podcast tink the cat toothless tink toothless tink um, the OG member, Harley Quinn the Cat, is directly behind me, chilling out next to the, um, the cool air. Um, she's smart. She's very smart. And I'm assuming Christian's pups, the sixth and seventh members, are chilling, chilling? Oh, they are. Oh, they are. And, uh, it's, it's been a while since you've heard them because I've changed it around the setup a little bit. Oh, yeah. They are. <laughs> you, you forgot the eighth member. Oh, we got an eighth member? I mean, we technically. I was like, just gonna ask. I was like, Ray, do you have any pets? I don't. I'm actually in the middle of contemplating on getting a cat. Already. <gasps> Ooh. Join, yeah. Join Team Cat Club. I don't know, man. I don't know because I'm not a cat person. I gravitate towards dogs because I love their personality and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I have the time to offer everything the dog needs and yeah. um, care. Yeah, it's always a challenge because, like, obviously with dogs, if you live in an apartment, you got to take them out, make sure they go to the bathroom, go on walks, all that stuff. Cats obviously have the stinky litter box, but... Yes, the stinky litter box. Like, how do you got to deal with that smell? Do you all just keep it in your bathroom and just wish it away? <laughs> well, in my well, case... I have... Shit in the toilet crushable uh, cat litter which I highly recommend um, and that just makes it so much easier to dispose of for 
me living in said apartment. Um, but I also uh, wash the litter box like once a month to and help in, with the stench. And in my case, I'm not supposed to have any pets, so I have to hide Harley every month during basically tomorrow. Well, time of this recording is August 3rd, August 4th. I have to hide my cat from the landlord. Where do you put the litter box? He thinks he's a fucking idiot, <laughs> and he'll never listen to this podcast. He thinks um, I bring Harley over here just in case anything happens at my grandmother's house. So she chills out here, and then she goes back over there. So he thinks there's two litter boxes. He conducts monthly checks. He only comes once a month for his check. The only time he ever does a monthly check if the insurance um, company has to look at the house. Mm. That's when it's only all hands on deck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Next thing you know, uh, Des is getting uh, infected because he found out that he has a cat through the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he can try because he don't know a damn thing what I do. He still don't know what I, I do. I always think about what's that scene in Ace Ventura in the beginning where he like does the the code with the keys so all the animals hide away before the landlord walks in. Oh, <laughs> Harley already knows that cult. What's Ace Ventura? Uh, Wait, really? I went, I went, No, oh. he's trolling, he's trolling. God, I was like, oh, well, I... Well, what year is Ace Ventura? But for real, is Jim Carrey movie? Please, Ace Ventura. Damn it, buddy. No, 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 he's, uh, wait, of course he knows the messenger. It's like, no. No, you didn't get me for a second. I was like, no, he knows. <laughs> if this is your first time listening to the um, Space Oddity Collective, this is our tangents on the tangents on tangents. But if you want a tangent-filled show, sooner or later, the Black Hole Tangents um, show will be posted on the Space Oddity Collective podcast feed. So is our Loki review, Christian. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yay! Um, Yay! You can see all of our predictions that were made during the show, but after the show. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna take the full L on that. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, guess what's coming out next week? The full Loki on that one. Marvel oh. on Marvel's What If? I mean, like, come on. What if, what if Marvel. I turned in the episodes on time? Marvel's what, if is, Marvel's what If is getting a lot of buzz right now, especially with, like, everyone. Like, with the person that directed um, What If. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they said that, like, oh, yeah, for the Guards of the Galaxy, uh, we was going to do it, like, um, differently. But we predicted how Guards of the Galaxy Volume 3 was going to be by doing this. And so we have to scrap that. It's all over because... What they did was the second half of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, so they just completely got rid of it. And I think that's a big, been a big buzz is that like um, they announced that um, it is canon that this is part of the multiverse. So everything we're watching is canon to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yep, that is true. And you can always listen to the Space Oddity Collective on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and now Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Apple, for finally putting us on your goddamn service. So, which means you can rate and review us. And we are now the first. When you click in the Space Idea Collective, we're the first podcast you can see. <laughs> I actually like that. I like the fact that when you Google search us, it's there. We're there. I, I, I shed a tear, a happy tears. But no reviews just yet. 
So, you know, it is what it is. You need a hug? I wish I could get a hug. But the damn Delta variant, get a fucking vaccinated. But um, I digress. Thank you for being here with us. Um, some a lot of, a lot of shit has been going on this last week. Um, I'm gonna get this off my chest. I feel offended on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I've been noticing a lot more people calling it the Dude Bro Show. Now I get it. Yes, Falcon and Bucky are Dude Bros. But they're not, and I've been noticing a lot more, and I hate this, and I don't like to pull race into this, but this is really is about race by this point. They're taking away the heart of what the show is talking about. Poverty and people of color, specifically black people. To gloss over, even the fucking Emmys glossed over this as well. To gloss over Carl Lumby's epic performance as Elijah Bradley and not talking about the social issues that Marvel finally is talking you talking about like I get it why why WandaVision is as good as as it was I get why Loki is good as it is but to gloss over what was the message for Falcon the real message for Falcon Winter Soldier that I don't like to be offended but that offended me so, I mean, put some respect. I, like, I get it. It was choppy. It was inconsistent, especially in the season finale. I think, but don't lose that I, message that was in the show. I just think they're more critical. Uh, black stuff. But I get it. Not everyone wants the pro-black shit. I get it. I get it. But guess what? No, I don't. I don't fucking get that shit. Fuck out of here with that. Hey. No. No. Some people say, <laughs> one person, no, I legit saw one person say, was like, oh, what the pro-black shit? Yo, Cap is black. Did it. Cap is black. I'm just all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I saw Black Widow. Um, I did get some information that was um, right on. Ike Perlmutter was the reason who put a stop to Black Widow when it was still with Paramount. When Marvel was still linked to Paramount, Feige did want Black Widow out to which everybody wanted her movie out early. Ike Perlmutter who is still the head of Marvel. Why is this fucker still at the head of Marvel? I don't know why. He put a stop to that. At this point, it's more just like figurehead and not really choices-wise. Yeah, because yeah, just, you know what? That Ike Perlman, we don't even talk about him. He man and that, well, Masters in the Universe. Are we going to talk, talk about Scarlett Johansson suing Disney? about the Black Widow movie? You know what? We can. We can. Because I feel, <laughs> I've, I've noticed, and this All is... All I'm saying is good for her. Yeah. Because... Oh, really? Because here's the thing, though. If, let's say, there have been men who has fought back against movie studios, and you have seen an overwhelming support for those men. But if it's a woman, mm. oh, she's selfish, every name under the sun. Like, I, I just think Disney's response was gaslighting to a T. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to, like, paint her to be just some greedy bitch that doesn't care about a deadly plague. But I'm like, you 
Black Widow was shot, filmed, edited, all that shit, in like 2019 to be released, you know, in 2020, before anyone even had a thought process of a deadly pandemic. So all of these contracts were signed before even the idea of a pandemic was in anyone's mind. So I genuinely think that, yeah, Disney fucked up and did this without, like, double-checking. Yeah, without double-checking everything, because they're like, we're fucking Disney. And, um, yeah. Because, like, it's just, it's weird to me that, like, her movie was released simultaneously, but then the next big movie, um... Jungle Book. Shang, uh, Shang well, no, the next big Marvel one is going to be released only in theaters. That is kind of weird. Well, every every other MCU film after from Shang Chi down, not Disney uh, Plus. Yeah. No. So like, I think, I think she's, I think she's at least got a leg to stand on. Because, I mean, Disney has a terrible track record for uh, fucking over people. Especially if Emma Stone decides to join in on the lawsuit, too, because uh, apparently she's considering her um, options. Mm -hmm. Was was Coella a dual release or just strictly Disney Plus? Dual dual release. It was dual. Okay. That, like, it came and went, though. Yeah, because, I mean, it wasn't that great. Um, <laughs> it was like the fashion honestly saved it for me but there was a lot of like story beats where I was like this didn't need to be a thing um also the fact that they make like um the two main dogs from the animated movie brother and sister now instead of the like dogs don't give a fuck I guess husband and wife that they were in the original. I don't know if that's the proper term, but you know, the mommy daddy dogs um, from the original cartoon are now just brother, sister. It's. I'm just. It's. Just like how Simba got in with his sister. Wait, what? Wait, what? Some Game of Thrones shit going on here in Uh, Cruella. Okay, I was, I was like, you don't, I didn't, know, you don't know the line of the bride has sex with all the women. <laughs> the no. lion, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shh, shh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> wasn't wasn't, wasn't that a college humor skit? <laughs> every Probably. time, every time. It was either them or cracks, because they were always like either one of them were always like the ones that were like poking holes in everything. I know, because I remember somebody did a meme on that, and then when it was like, you realize that's your sister, and it cuts the fucking uh, Simba taking a shower, just, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't wash that off, Simba. You did the deed. This is very oh, he did it. But he did it plenty of times back, I mean, it is based off a of Shakespeare play, so like. Can you feel the love tonight? It fits. <laughs> Anywho, from Disney to incest and on to 
whatever weird ass fucking topic is next. Oh man, this is a very zesty episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what we a... put the zest in incest. Oh no! Oh, oh, <laughs> oh no! I, put, I don't put any. I, I said, uh, Oh no! <laughs> On the island of her own. <laughs> she walks. Uh, she walks this lonely road, the one that she only knows. <laughs> that's right. I'll take that joke. I own it. She walks alone. She walks alone. Oh. <laughs> Oh God! Dude. This is a sad thing about pulling Green Day up my ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Masters of the Universe Revelations. I do not get why people are complaining about it. Um, I tweet yeah, said it is really fucking good. Like I need to watch that. I did not expect to, for it to go out. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Like no, it's so much better. Oh my. So no spoilers. Um. Just because I know everyone on um, besides me and Ray on this panel list watched it, um, the animation, like we said, the animation is good. Bear McCreary, so far proves why he's like I feel like so far he well these past MCU shows a lot of people's coming out the woodwork and um, Star Wars shows with their scores, so it's like 2021, 2020, the year of the scores. Because I mean, like God damn. He-Man is up there. Bear McCurry's up there with his He-Man score. It's really that damn good. Um, He's great. He's oh, hell yeah. done so many good fucking scores. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's alright. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm just playing with you. Um, uh, oh, my God. I'm I just I had his fucking name and I blanked. Oh, my God. Luke Skywalker. Oh, my God. Oh! There we go. Thank you. God damn. Why I blinked on Mark Hamill's name? Jesus Christ. Oh. Anymore, man. Yeah, I know, right? My memory has been holy shit for the last couple of weeks. Either way, Mark Hamill killed it as Skeletor. He, um, long live the new Skeletor. That's all I have to say. Long live the new Skeletor. Um, Chris Wood um, from Vampire Diaries and Supergirl Arrowverse fame surprised me as the voice of Prince Adam He-Man. He really he killed it. I give him that. He actually killed it. So, uh, let's go. Um, pretty much everyone who ever worked with Kevin Smith is basically a voice actor on this damn show. I oh think, my God, man. I, was, I, I sat think, there for like... I did, sat there for like an hour trying to guess who I was going to award. So I was like, why, why does he sound so familiar? Like, Lena Headey. Stills. At least... Fuck it. She steals all five episodes. All right, Lena Headey kills, <laughs> kills it. She proves why she's she's the best. When she's a, when she's a villain, she's the best. You want a villain? Was she a villain? You know what? I we go we we go into spoiler territory if we we go too in depth with Lena Headey's character, but um. There, I know there's a lot of complaints on Tila, Sarah Michelle Geller, um, taking over the voice of Tila. A lot of complaints on just her character, and just um, it doesn't. Some people say it doesn't resonate with me. I'm like, why it does not resonate with you? And please don't say, don't please don't go back to about the '80s. As someone who partly grew up in the '80s, He-Man was corny. All right. What? You wait. What the fuck? You using my government name for? 
Why are you using my government name for? I have, I have, a, I have a complaint. Oh shit! Here we go. <laughs> go for it. Fuck all these people. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's Thank my you. complaint. Okay. Um, I'm again. I'm assuming these are the same people that complained about the Shira. Yes. Oh yes. And those so. who complained about Voltron, but um, one of the characters being gay. In Voltron. Yep, these same untouched couch potatoes. Y'all make it if y'all will with that pun. Untouched. Mm. Yeah. So, <laughs> sit there, <laughs> sit there and stew. You. Nah, <laughs> that. Ooh, damn, that was an evil thought I had right there. Woo! I, I was channeling evil in right there. I was going to say it, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Because I don't want the Veritol to be on us just yet until we get some form of recognition on, on online. Um, so for now, I'm giving part one a five out of five. I thought it was good. Um, the, I would say this in terms of the animation, better than Invincible. I get what Invincible is trying to do, but See? I'm going for I'm going I'm going. That was my. I'm going for like, that was my biggest complaint about Invincible. The animation does not match up with the quality of the story. And I, I and I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm take back everything I said on our review, which you can listen to on the Space Audio Collective um, podcast feed. Um, I'm with you. Um, it's just um, I, I, the animation that like you said. The animation doesn't match up what we're getting, and I if. Jeff Bezos, if you're putting money into Invincible, let's let's help the animation studio pump up the, the animation quality of it a little bit. Because so far, Warner Brothers and I think I want to say Netflix, whoever the company they got that did um, He Man, I mean the Masters of the Universe, the animation just quality is fucking awesome. Kevin Smith, please reboot more stuff. Um, I mean, I still need to watch it, so. <laughs> yeah, definitely watch it. And, oh, I did start um, Fear Street. <gasps> Ooh, oh, mm-hmm. me too. I watched the first movie. <gasps> but. But I messed Excellent. up. I, I messed Excellent. up. I messed up, though. How'd you, how'd you mess up? You watched I, the wrong one. No. Oh, my God. I watched it while I was sleepy as fuck. So, oh, yeah, that's. Yeah. So. You like fell asleep <laughs> when they got to the first kill. I was, <laughs> I was like, I was like, huh, huh, who, who got murdered? God damn it! I missed thirty minutes. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, who they killed that man? I was like, no, don't let them die. So like, the I'm, first kill happened in like within ten minutes, my man. I missed thirty minutes. All right, I popped out. All right, I conked out. It happens. That's, it's okay. It does happen, but it's. <laughs> It's very good. I think it gets better with each movie. Personally, my favorite is um, 1978, but I think they're all great. Yeah. So, would you say for y'all, for you who already seen it, does this go on a very sacred list of movies that actually have good three act movies? I think this goes on that list. Yeah. I don't think it's fair though. Why? I think that's fair because like I think I don't think that's fair because like how they plot run it out was like it's like an overall narrative that they was like 
I, I just think that, like, uh, that thing that was released in quick succession that you can't, like, you know, um, can't separate the movies enough for you to, like, need any help in the narrative. This is, yeah, this is one that was, like, thought out, like, um, you know, um, Lord of the Rings style. Like, all of these movies were shot back to back. They were all planned out. So it, like, you can feel that cohesive story and how they the literally same. like each movie like links to the next one links to the, the next director, one same producer same everything that yeah there's not get any break in between there was just like doo, 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 doo. so yeah so I like this was smart how they did it so okay. i'm just saying movie studios maybe my outside of marvel any movie studio any movie studios outside of marvel <laughs> but i hear you okay so i, I would i would definitely this weekend because um some i was going to play the ascent that just came out on xbox live um game pass but apparently they haven't um it's like cyberpunk meets diablo hmm but with multiplayer, um, but apparently the um, the online component is not really working. So throw the whole game out. Throw the whole game out. So you can play on your own, but this fucking game is hard as fuck. So it's really, so it's really, 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 really like Diablo, where you need other people to play with you because it's. Uh, what like, was that? That's my I got killed. That's my, I got killed voice. And plus, I'm typing and, and talking, and I can't type and talk at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody talk for me. I got you. <laughs> um, I uh have fallen so hard off of the um gaming thing. Like, I just I don't know this fucking pandemic just done fucked me up and like everything I used to love I'm just like meh damn I thought it would like enhance your love for games. right like I thought I would be able to do so much stuff I'm like oh my god working from home like I have so much time to like get caught up on this do this do that and then I'm just like I don't want to do any of that I, th- I, that I th- damn depression I think um oh. and then I I Talked to someone, not talk, seen the therapist yet. Just talk, you know, the opening stages. Um, and they said everyone has, um, so far from their perspective, has gotten that feeling, and it's okay. People cope. I'm gonna have different coping mechanisms. I was gaming more during the pandemic than I was any time beforehand. So I was. I got through control. I mean, I almost 100% control. Except for one trophy. Honestly, think it's like you know, because I mean, I love video games, but I definitely used those as like coping mechanisms. Do you like? Do you like? Do you like? It's weird. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but like I will use them as like coping mechanisms Mm. to like kind of escape, like books and movies and all that, like help me escape. And I think this is just my brain finally telling me like, stop using this shit as an escape and go fucking talk to somebody because I'm not going to let you use these until you do it. That's at least my theory. Yeah, well, Um, definitely work on that theory because I I feel 
because someone was asking well, one of my um, friends was asking me why do I keep constantly playing the same games over and over again it's that comfort man it, it, yeah, it's the comfort it's, the, it's like I, I talk to people like this it's like I watch the same movies, same shows, all like they like watch The Office over and over and over and over again. Never deviate because they feel like that's the only thing they know what's gonna happen in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Like but, this last year was so unstable and all like freaking over the place. We sort of been living like almost in a constant state of fear where people are telling us large crowds are scary, people are scary, like shit is scary out there mm -hmm. yeah and so like yeah we just need like those same old comforts like yeah. we just need that that familiar thing we know that's a constant we know how it's gonna go and it's not gonna it's not gonna surprise us like for me because i know we keep joking like oh he's talking about watchdogs 2 again which has been four years <laughs> to the day or um <laughs> the mass um or the mass effect trilogy or dragon or the mass effect franchise or dragon age it's like but said, it's that comfort it's like it's that it's the lore that world no i do not want to be in any of these worlds because they're world ending worlds mine is watchdogs too because it's what we're going through already but um <laughs> wait since we talk about gaming shall we talk about what's going on with blizzard Ooh. I, I mean, I know bits and pieces. I haven't gone too far deep because when I go too far deep, looking fucked up, it's oh, really up. fucking depressing. And, then you, and you read the comments, and it's like you're the reason why we have these comments from majority men. Is this is the reason why we have so much fucked up problems in the world? I am just like it's. It wasn't really surprising to me. I mean, like, some of the shit that did happen, I was like, holy fuck, okay, that's, like, really fucking bad. But, like, it's... Their fan base could be some of the fucking most toxic goddamn people mm -hmm. ever. So I'm, like, not really surprised that the people that make the games have a toxic fucking environment and like and i know the head of blizzard um announced i think was it on the second or was it today on the third um he announced his um departure from blizzard oh, the president, oh yeah. i didn't hear that yes the president has announced his departure from blizzard but oh. an empty gesture. it's so fucking empty because we also know that bitch is probably going to be getting some type of fucking million dollar severance package because yeah, i i know i did a paper and i mentioned this before i was like i totally blanked on who the fuck i wrote it on riot games is no better the um and they think they are scot free no a lot more people is tweeting out about riot games and about the shit that they have done not only in terms of women but also people of color and then the pay discrepancies within riot games so i hope everyone no. just throw I hope no studio. No studio. What's been what's been bothering me like a lot about this is that like people have lost placed over the part where black women were treated the worst mm -hmm. and just been like saying like, oh these women have been treated so horribly. Just like how like feminism, like the best type of feminism is intersectional fe feminism because it addresses yeah. like how um, 
you know, people, women of color are overlooked and how feminism only helps, you know, white women. So, yeah. like, it, it's, it's bothering me a little bit not to see that, like, no one's like, yo, guys, uh, they, they treat black women the worst. So we need to, like, focus on all of this instead of just ignoring that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just everything that was, like, announced there and people like blowing it off I'm like this was a two year investigation two years that they investigated this company and it's the state like these aren't like false accusations these aren't gonna be like bullshit claims I mean, I'm pretty sure there's, you know, um, documentation of the poor woman who committed suicide on a company retreat. Like, wait, what? That one I did not hear. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was having an affair with, I think, it was her boss, and then he was sharing pictures, uh, private pictures she had sent him to other workers. And then she was getting harassed about it, which led her to commit suicide on a company retreat. In the Bill, in the Bill Cosby room, like just room. it's, and it's amazing to me. Like, if it's happening here, it's happening everywhere. Like, it's not just Activision Blizzard. That's the fucked up ones. Like systemic. Every every studio is gonna be fucked up like everyone this is yeah this is the systemic bullshit we talk about all the time like it's it's there and like it doesn't help at all for us just like like not that we're aware of it we've been aware of it we've been talking about it but like nothing ever changes yeah like it's all performative shit you know like oh the president has quit his job yay for us and it's like no like everyone that's in power at those companies needs to be taken out everyone you start fresh like fucking just torch it (laughs) burn it to the ground and start over like that's literally like just uh, like, yeah. like gaming is just like I you know like gaming like say you're a gamer has a stigma behind it and just like like but like if at this point it feels like that stigma is deserved by like how the community acts and like how the companies that make these games act like is it, is there's no way to be proud to be like a gamer yeah we we are complicit in this shit happening mm-hmm yeah it's and a lot of us are you know just as bad as these people that we're reading about especially like if you're a person of color if you're a woman if you're a woman of color you trans or lgbt you know like if you just hop on the mic people just like just just barrel racial slurs at people just be sexist it's just it's just too normal in this yeah and that's that's shameful yeah. It, yeah. Fuck. I have nothing else to say other than just yeah. <laughs> it, 
Fuck, it sucks. Yeah. Well, there, there is no easy transitions. <laughs> there is really no easy transitions out. Daz trying to do the para Paragon prompt right now. <laughs> there is no Paragon prompt on this one. There is only <laughs> Renegade. Are you going to be Renegade? <laughs> it's just, like... <laughs> I thought I was too. I've, I've been told many things in my life, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do. Ugh. When 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 you, when you said she, oh my god, that hit me. Just can I literally? I'm the person who do not need superpowers. I will be a villain so fucking quick. Just tell me who hurt you. Yeah. I'm, I'm just. Thanos snap their ass out of here. I'm going to use a Death Note reference. I'm using that Death Note for evil purposes. And if Ryuk wants to kill me, go ahead. Kill me. Write me. Write my name in your damn Death Note. Because I'm killing everybody. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah. All right. Trying to transition. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Mass Effect. Legendary Edition. <laughs> 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 where this started? Where basically where this started at? Uh, long time in the future in a galaxy far, far away. You have to have the music playing up in your face. <laughs> that weird space techno ringing thing. Um, so last week, um, I I went through almost everything. Um, so I'm gonna go through everything here for the crew. So, and this one actually shocked me uh, right off the bat. So, for the Legendary Edition statistics, they asked the first question, what did you play as? Only 32% played as Fem Shep, while 68% played as Male Shep. They're missing out. Like, no diss to Mark Mayer at all, because he's great, but like... Jennifer Hale is just the superior voice actor. Like, I would, uh, and going back through it, I do agree. Um, I'm one of the 32% who picked um, Femme Shepard. Uh, I'd, I'd be curious to see like how many people pick the default white Shepard. I oh, probably 67%. And on top of that, they finally gave Shepard a good fade. I'm like, yo, Black Shepard looking noise with that tight haircut. Finally, but I digress. Um, I, I was this is like one of the times I feel like Mark Mir should have been recasted as Shepard. There are other male voice actors who are on that level as Jennifer Hale, who can would can definitely kill it as male Shep. And Mark Mir is great doing different voice um, voices for other aliens in the Mass Effect who franchise. The, who the fuck is Mark Mir? Like what else has he done? He, um, I mean, he's mostly known uh, as this, but he's like an improv actor, yeah. um, like in mostly in Canada, and he has like a couple of like internet shows and stuff um, that he's done with improv. I think what is it like this? Caution! This contains nuts. I think is the biggest one, mm-hmm. but he was in which is really actually quite funny um, um and I did so not... no, again I do love Mark Mir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just 
there's uh, just think Jennifer Hale's better. And I did not know that was Jennifer Hale as um as the other Lombax in uh, Ratchet and Clank. She's that damn good, people. Did you also notice that she was originally the voice of the ship's uh, VI in Mass Effect 1? You know, where it would be like, Logged, Commander Shepard, or Exo Presley has the deck. Oh, shit. You know, like, anytime. That that racist bastard. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, they uh, switch it up and we get Edie. I did not feel bad about Pretzley. Like Okay, I, I just it's good to you, sorry. No no that I was disgusted. Absolutely fucking disgusted with every single one of your dirty mother by pick saving Ashley off that planet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's wait, let's wait. Future sport. We'll, we'll, we'll jump to that. We'll, we'll yeah. jump we'll, we'll get we'll get to Ashley soon. Hold on. Um for what was your pre service history? Fifty two percent picked Earthborn. 27% pick Spacer and 21% pick Colonists. I'm motherfucking part of that 21%. Because <laughs> it's. No. I mean. Earthborn is just so boring. Yeah. And I pick. Like, you're in the future. You literally could be born on a different planet. And you're just like, nah, fam. Earth. Damn. Earth I, think I, was, I think I was Earthborn too. I, I pick Spacer because I, I get Jennifer Hale as my mom. Oh. Um, <laughs> you get yeah, sucked in. I, I think I was her phone because I was like, what's more better to go out to Spacer knowing that this threat is like, I feel more connected to humans if I like was from Earth and stuff like that. And to be the guy that represents even as a Spectre would be even more meaningful for my character. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It was just like, me, for me, like being Earthborn is man. You get to be in space as a colonist or a spacer, man. I mean, it does have a nice message that you're like, "Hey, you I know, came from a gang and I became better." Um, yeah, which, which and, is, and you know I don't take anyone's shit. That is every fucking story of any. No offense to any serv- servicemen and people, service people with who's in the military, but. So far, growing up in LA, if you was in a gang, you more likely went into the military. That right there was like, yeah, I'm picking Spacer. That's too close to being in LA. Um, the third one, what was your spe- military specialization? Not surprising because everybody picked it and I was part of this 40%. Soldier? Uh, it's so fucking boring. And it sucks being a fucking um, guy. Damn it, I missed... What was the term again for Caden? Biotic. There you go. It sucks being a biotic in Mass Effect 1. Well, he was technically technically a sentinel, but like... But they fixed it, though. Didn't they? They allow you to use any kind of weapons, no matter what class you are. But I'm talking about in terms of using the abilities. It kind of sucked. Until you got to Mass Effect... And I I can't believe I'm saying this. In 2 and 3, it was fun whipping people around... With the fucking biotic abilities. I was like, alright, I'll go back to Mass Effect 1 and use these biotic abilities. But at 21%, right you are. At 21% Vanguard, at 15% Infiltrator, at 11% Adept, at 8% Sentinel, and at 5% Engineer. I 
usually always did, yeah, Vanguard or, um, I think Sentinel was the other one. Because I always wanted to have at least, like, symbiotic powers. Mm -hmm. But, um, again, like, you're in, like, you're in the future. You have the possibility of getting, like, fucking basically superpowers. And y'all, like, so many people pick boring-ass soldier. Like, oh, here, let me shoot a gun. <laughs> like, <laughs> bro, can't, like, let me uh, shoot. But maybe they're, like, imperious, you know? Because, like, you know, like, how people, like, in the future would probably be like, oh, no more cybernetic implants. Maybe they're, like, a human parents where they just don't want to have any um, enhancements. Well, mm. not born humans. I picked I picked the engineer route. Those are what we call Nazis. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I picked. I picked... Oh, oh goodness! Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Wow! I'm kidding! Wow! Oh, wow. Oh, oh, I'm kidding! Oh. We're living up to the zesty part, y'all. Um, I was I, I picked uh, was part of the five percent for engineer because every time the decryption shit, you need to decrypt this. You need to have this specific amount. In your um your um attributes in order to unlock this, I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna be an engineer. And it's cool when you go through the game. Oh, Shepard, the great engineer. Oh shit. I do <laughs> like that they fixed in the legendary edition, like the ability to like hack things. Like so, because you know, originally if you tried to hack it with whatever that stupid mini game was with the button mashing, oh, um, and you messed up, you had to use Omni Gel yeah. to unlock it. But like in this one, they were like, okay, you can try and just ha hack it like as many times yeah. as you want. Which I'm like, good, thank it's, you, because that was you, some bullshit. You, except when you got those nuke, you had to do that mission about the nukes. I was like, fuck it, I'm in jail, I'm in jail. I, no, I always stocked up the freaking Omni Jail for that mission with the weird, yeah, like, uh, the fucking pirate king guy, yeah. whatever the hell, Silas something or other. Omni Jail, it solves all your problems. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, they, and they fixed that mission because uh, he had a Turian name, but he looked inhuman, and they finally made him um, Turian. I was like, they fixed yeah. it. I was like, oh, cool. Um, for the psychological profile, 44% pick Survivor, 43% pick War Hero, and only 13% pick Ruthless. Which, I mean, that checks out. I tend to go with uh, War Hero over Soul Survivor. Um, okay. Um, just because that sounds more fun. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, they both sound very traumatic, but like... I don't know. I feel like you won't have as much trauma being the only person to survive a fucking thresher law attack than you would being like, yeah. I fought back, but Tarians, bitches. And now we're coming into Ray's favorite part. Who was rescued on Vermeil? Sixteen percent. Uh, Sixty rescued Ashley, while forty forty percent only saved Caden. I so y'all are very dumb. I feel like this has gone up from the last time they did this because I remember they like released this. They had released these stats like when Mass Effect Three was coming out and they were doing the whole promotional thing mm -hmm. for that. And so I think it was uh, a little bit lower for Caden. So I'm like more happy with this because this is very closer to like fifty fifty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. 
there's a lot of, there's a lot of Caden hate. They feel he's boring, um, uninteresting, and and someone criticized beef, beer, and bacon being the fruits of Canadians. Port is not okay. a good indicator. I was like, we're dealing with because you didn't say fucking poutine. Like, we do have Canadian fans, and someone who wants to de- deflect to Canada. Am so, I touching this? Am I touching that? Here is my whole thought process as to why people find Caden boring, no, and it's because he is the one crewmate throughout all the games. That you actually do not have to help. Oh. I mean, no, I tapped that biotic booty. Um, <laughs> but he is the only one. He's he's the only one that like you don't like as Shepard. You don't have to help him come to terms with anything because he came to terms with all that shit mm-hmm. himself. Like. You have to help Ashley overcome her fucking space racism. And before anybody gets all like, um, actually, it's xenophobia. We're just going to say space racist to make it easier. So, like, shut the fuck up. Um, but, like, you have to help uh, Rex, like, number one, help him find his family's armor. Number two, talk him down from, like, defecting to... Uh, Saren with the cure for the genophage he's got going on at Vermeer. Um, talk uh, Garrus down from becoming like a uh, shithole cop that's like Garrus to me is the funniest because I mean I love Garrus but he like everything he does is shit we complain about cops doing in real life but we're all like it's cool because it's Garrus um, oh fuck Garrus too Oh. But like, Tally, you have to have, like, everyone on this team, you, you know, as Shepard, have to be their, like, fucking psychological guide and help them grow and come to terms. But, like, yeah, number one, who helps Shepard grow? Nobody. Um, Caden does have some great pep talks for though but like Caden's literally the only one where he's like yeah no like he has a better reason to be a space racist than Ashley does like he legit was like shipped off as a child Mm -hmm. to the station and basically getting like torture teached by a Torian that hated humans um like that, like, and then he accidentally kills him at seventeen. Like, mind you, he accidentally killed somebody at seventeen. <laughs> yeah, and most Ed... of us don't know. Most of us don't even know that story because we didn't even, like let him live at that point. It's like just, yeah. it's that's my whole thought process. Is people are like, no, I have to fix people, and that makes me like them. Um. But do you ever fix Ashley from her space racism? I mean, I don't because she always dies at Vermeer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. In my numerous playthroughs, so far in the legendary playthrough, Ashley's dead. 
Um, but in the previous playthroughs, I have did multiple and I buy Mass Effect 3. Hurley are our buddies. So, alright, make a bad what you will. But speaking of Rex and Vermeer, 94% have so, um, did Rex survive the mission of Vermeer? 94% said yes, the 6% said no. I'm coming for you fucking 6% motherfuckers because that was the okay. wrong goddamn I was, decision. I was one to say. In the original one, though, like when I first played it, you understand, like the whole um, family armor, the Paragon, and like the whole other shit. Because, like, I was like, Ashley, stop! <laughs> Don't do it! Ashley, see? Chill. That's you another know, fucking okay? reason to hate on Ashley because she just casually fucking shoots Rex without oh. trusting the commander. Insubordination. The situation. Insubordination. He, she did not listen to Shepard whatsoever. He said, "Stand down and stay over there with everyone else." Insubordination. No, that wasn't my choice. That Rex died. I wanted him to live. I just didn't like play the game correctly how they want me to to be able to stop that from happening. Um, for me, Rex is like legit. Probably. It's. I mean, it's very hard for me to pick favorites, but like, if I had to pick a favorite character, it would be Rex. Oh yeah, hands down. <laughs> who, who replaced him again? What's that dude's name? Um, Reeve. Grunt. Oh, Grunt. Yeah. But um. Sorry, I, I thought you were talking about like if he died. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say I'm lucky because, like I said, there was a time I never played Mass Effect. Um, my brother played through Mass Effect One. And he was like, yo, give this a try. Him, backseat gaming, he was like, you need to go to this planet. I was like, why? He was like, you'll know why when you get to it. So he showed me where to go for Rex's family armor. Then when I got to Vermeer from the very first playthrough, I was like, oh, okay. Thank you. So ever since then, that was, I, that's what I always do when I get Rex. I go straight to that fucking planet to get his family armor armor. So me and Rex would be on cool ground throughout the whole fucking game. So I was like, alright, that's the only time I give um thanks to my younger my younger sibling. And since I know he'll he doesn't listen to this podcast, he'll never know that I thank him. <laughs> <laughs> um Fate of the Ragnar Queen. Ninety-three percent allied with the Ragnar Queen, while seven percent killed the Ragnar Queen. Consequently, yeah, though, I just couldn't do it. Couldn't. Consequently, couldn't though, in Mass Effect Three, the outcome of it: sixty-seven percent killed the Reaper Breeder Queen, while thirty-three percent saved the Breeder Queen. And ten percent had sex. This is y'all nasty. Only with like this was only with like the if she was killed, right? The okay, so the seven percent in Mass Effect One killed the Red Knight Queen, so which means. She should not be in Mass Effect 3. Well, she she isn't, but she is because she's a clone. Like, it's yeah. the dumbest thing, which is why I'm like, yeah, that decision didn't fucking matter in the long term of this game. And I think that's why this, I think, I think that's why people, 60, 67% people killed her. But it also, ooh, damn, hiccups. I think, that's what I'm saying. Like, they say Breeder Queen, so that... Like, I'm thinking they mean, like, the clone? 
is probably the or point. is this like is this the Rachnite Queen? Like that's what's very confusing about to me. Yeah. Well, I will say this: those who killed, I think it's I think is a smart choice because with Grunt, if you also, choose, why is that okay? What's up? No, I'm just I don't know. Anyway, I'm just. I guess, I guess, I'm the, sorry. Go ahead. The phrasing of the how the weather question is between. Yeah. I know it. It did throw me off, and I did mention that on on the solo cast. It did throw me off, and I this is how I came up with the conclusion for it. Um, it all stems back to Grunt. If you save her, Grunt lose Arlac Company. But yeah, he gets a new crew, but in a way, he still loses Arlac Company in Mass Effect 3 in, his, in that mission. But if you kill her... I'm sorry, Arlac Company is not equal to an entire species. Like, <laughs> they, they are not equal, in my opinion. Like, can, can I finish? Can I finish? I, I, I'm sorry, I, 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 yes. <clears throat> Okay. You can object when I'm done. I did I not. I know. <laughs> what I was saying was, in terms of the Gallic, ga- galactic map, in terms of your like your galactic readiness, it was imperative that you save the Breeder Queen, so you could have more power going into battle. Because either way, Re- um, Grunt was going to get back up either way. So, I'm part of I, what I was saying is I was part of the 33 percent, and I saved the Breeder Queen. Yeah, I'm still just very confused by this, because, like, this whole box, so it says 7% did not save the Rachni Queen in the first Mass Effect, what mm. was the Mass Effect 3 outcome, so it makes, it leads me to believe that it's, like, of the 7% that did not save the Rachni Queen, 67% killed, like, so, like, this 67% of the 7% is just like, yeah, nah, fuck the Rachni, die, die, die. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna we, we can we can make up our conclusion on that one. Uh, whatevs. <laughs> Next, the squad mates who is most likely to survive the suicide mission. This one, like, y'all really need strategy guys for this one. <clears throat> At number one, most likely to survive. At number one, well, obviously, Garrus. At number two, Jacob. At number three, oh boy, Jacob, let's go. We have problems with Jacob. And number three, Grunt. And number whoa, four, Miranda. Whoa, whoa. He is the atypical black man. We do not the a need a- He was in a relationship with Shepard. He did not be man enough to break up with Shepard. What he do, he cheats on Shepard and then breaks up with Shepard. That makes no fucking sense. After knocking up another woman. Well, Thank well, you. Like, I, didn't, I didn't romance him, so I didn't know that problematic side of him. So, I, uh, and they just do like and his and his stereotypical oh. like oh my dad abandoned me thing okay, yeah that's that's fucked up too yeah like back then i wasn't aware of that fucking shit those type of stereotypes when it first came out but now that my eyes are open mm-hmm. yeah, that's fucking problematic but. like he was just he was done so dirty for me and i'm like he like when we were first introduced i was like this guy's pretty fun like i like him like and the more you get to know him. And then, yeah, like, uh, they just sort of ruined him. But anyway. Uh, at number four, Miranda. At number five, Legion. At number six, Samara. At seven, Kasumi. At eight, Thane. At nine, Zahid. At number ten, the most likely to live, Jack. 
11, Tally at 12, Morton. What? Why is Jack so far down? How the fuck is Tally the second least likely to survive? That is annoying. Yo, bro. She annoyed me in Mass Effect. Was it Mass Effect 3? My goodness. Okay. Where she was like, where she was like, oh, if you help the guest, Shepard. I don't know. I'm going to kill myself. I'm like, what? Um, I mean, well, I mean, she's kind of technically watching her people be all wiped out and their bodies and ships raining down from the sky. So, like... On their home planet, no less. It is a bit of a traumatic moment to Mm. watch the genocide of your people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This Wait, okay, so they didn't, and so, that's the correct decision. So for this is to compromise peace with yeah. both Geth and the court, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get we'll, to that. We'll get that. For this for the suicide mission, I'm gonna chalk this up for new players. Because so far, veterans, everyone lives. Yeah. <laughs> the only time you will fuck up is if you accidentally pick Morton instead of Garrus to be team leader of Team 2. Yeah. That is the only time you accidentally fucked up, which I did. Why would you pick Morton? Why would you pick Morton? I fucked up, alright? I can can at least admit, I fucked up. And Morton was the only one who died. Out of everyone. (laughs) But, like, for Tally, probably someone didn't get to the next um, checkpoint in time. That's probably why um, um, Tally dies. They probably put Jack in the wrong placement or didn't um, um, get her um, their loyalty mission. So, Zahid... Well, her and Miranda's were tricky because yeah. even if you did like their loyalty mission, if you didn't have like full Paragon or full Renegade fucking status you could then lose one of their loyalties with that little fucking fight mm-hmm. they had after Jack's um, what? loyalty mission which is why I always saved her loyalty mission as like one of the last ones I, have I a, ever fucking did I have a trick um, though um, to help you have full 100% Paragon or Renegade depending on your um, what your specialization is you're gonna when in Mass Effect 3 when you completely fill up that bar is going to give you a choice to either have more power, unlimited power, or get 100% on your Paragon or Renegade choices. This is the one time you do not want to focus on having unlimited power. You want to go for going, getting 100% on Renegade or Paragon so you'll be ready by time. It doesn't matter when you do that loyalty mission, you'll be ready by time you get to it. In Mass Effect 3, you said? In 2, not 3. In 2. So, I did, I got, um, when I start, and also, it's good to have a good save file for Mass Effect 1 when you carry it over to 2. That helps a little bit. Um, so, when I, I did Miranda's right off the bat, and I did Jack's way before I got towards the end. So, I was at 100% um, when I got, when I did Jack's, like, in the middle of the game. It's, it, but it is, I can see why people don't like being Paragon a lot because it is kind of annoying. But then it was actually kind of fun when I got towards Ilium. Um, and that, that mission, 
where you first you meet before you get to that drunk that high as fuck ballers that that um that uh, girl that girl who's like I was just in I was I was I wasn't in here for wasn't here for fun I was just I was undercover Shepard's like bullshit and bam that's the only time I picked Renegade. <laughs> Did you kill her? Yeah, she was a kid. Bitch. She don't was... even lie. Don't even lie to my face and tell me you never punched that motherfucker out the window. Don't <laughs> even <laughs> lie to me. Oh, you mean you I mean, don't you remember? Mean, I don't remember the decision. The and I did kick the guy out the window before I got thing. Too. <laughs> so, those are my two paragon. My two my, renegade my choices. Favorite, my favorite paragon choice. My renegade choice was like when there was this guy that was working on this on the um. On the scooter or something like that. Oh, oh Archangel. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. Uh, well, I always fucking renegade that choice too because it leaves the fucking gunship at like seventy-five percent shields yeah. instead of full health. So tactically, that makes sense. It does. Like, yeah. Cause like so, if you do the Paragon route, it's at full fucking bars, like mm -hmm. full shields. But yeah, if you do that Renegade shit, it's at like seventy five percent shields. Maybe you should take a break. <laughs> um, I've only been playing this game for fuck knows how many times over the last, um, like thirteen, some odd year fourteen. Yeah. When was that one? Yeah, 07? So when the first Mass Effect came out? Like 07, 08. Um, so, anywho. Was the Jennifer. I'm obsessed. Yep. Make sure y'all take your breaks for bidding us around. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, was the Jennifer cured? 96% says yes, 4% sabotaged it. Those 4% have no souls. Was Tally partner exiled? 96% says yes, she was pardoned. 4% exiled her. Again, those 4% have no souls. This one is gonna cheese Benita off. The most popular squad mates in Mass Effect 1. Number one, Ghost. At number two, Tally. At number three, Liara. At number four, Rex. At five, Ashley. And at six, Caden. I'm just saying, again, like, it's funny to me that, like, Bioware can't, like, do humans right in the Mass Effect game series. Like, the humans tend to be, like... The worst character. Yes! Are we not forgetting the council? But we like Jack, don't we? We like Jack. I mean, her... Not a shirt, not a shirt is still a problematic kind of thing. Wait, what? I mean, I I like Jack. I think she's got, again, like, she's got that good character development where you understand why she's... She is what she is. The way she is. Like, you get her backstory. Like, I think, like, Byward definitely kind of... I don't want to say, like, fully listen, because obviously, like, there's still, like, hiccups here and there. But, like, at least, like, the characters do have a bit more backstory in, like, Mass Effect 2. 
than they ever had in Mass Effect 1. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, I think a vast improvement. Um, but, we need to switch yeah, I mean, 5 and 6. We need to switch 5 and 6. I think so. I also think we need to switch 3 and 4. Oh, you want Liar at 4 and Rex at 3. Oh, this is I, this is for your personal preference, right? My personal preference. Like, Liar is cool and all, but, like, replaying Mass Effect 1, I just... It's very weird, because I forgot how quickly you could fall into a romance with any of the characters. Yep. Like... Just saying hi to Liara, and she's like, oh, are you flirting with me? I mean, even, like, with Caden, it's like, oh, are you flirting with me? Um, and being that I uh, haven't played, I think I played a male shepherd once, and I literally don't even remember. Um, the funny thing is that, like, I do myself at Liara the whole fucking time. The whole time <laughs> trying to get her, and she rejected me. Really? Yeah. In Mass Effect One. Mass Effect One. And not get in with her until like um Mass Effect Three. I like first time I played this game, I was just being nice and what I thought was just nice and friendly to her, and then I had that fucking cutscene after you know like <laughs> the second mission you did, where like two of the squad mates come up and it's like, look, Shepard, we need to talk. Which one of us do you like more? And I'm like, I didn't even realize I was flirting with one of you guys. Uh, what? And again, like. I think just obviously with the times it was originally made, the improvements they've made, like, it's a bit more clearer. Well, a bit. I also hadn't realized I was accidentally um, flirting with Garrus in Mass Effect 2 until he said what um, the whole thing about reach and flexibility, and then I was like... That is my favorite story. <laughs> And I like just scream and I turn off the game. We're like, <laughs> oh, we're full circle, people from the top of the episode here. We're full circle, baby. Oh man. So anyway, side note: at least the flirting in um, Dragon Age is far more clear um, than probably it ever will be in the Mass Effect series. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like the fact um, in Inquisition, when you romance Josephine, she's, like, totally oblivious to it until you find, like, no, I really do like you. And it's like, holy shit. Why can we have this in Mass Effect? Oh, well. Different teams. Priority? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just agreeing with you. That's oh. fine. Yeah. Now, priority right up. Whose side did it's you so take? It's so funny that that is on, like, this slide. Yeah. When it's like, here, the favorite squad mates from the first Mass Effect game, but here is the information from the third Mass Effect game. Like, it's fine. Yeah. 80% chose peace. 11%. Which is honestly a little low for my tastes. Um, Always wait for it. 11% <laughs> sided with the Geth. 
9% sided with the Corings. I mean, I feel a little bit better that a higher percentage sided with the Geth, because honestly, like, it was the Corians' fault. They fucked this up. That's what happens in the Matrix, you know? You don't go against the machine. I'm just, just like... They was protecting themselves. Yeah. Obviously, like, peace is the correct answer, mm. people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but if you can't pick peace, pick the Geth. I love Tally, but like, sorry, girl. I would never pick either or. I'm going to go the middle ground and choose peace. Sorry. Now, this, this last part. side has me a little pissed off. All right. So, I did, like, I did say this on the last episode. Y'all have problems if you can't talk it out. 68% addressed the reporter, um, Asina <sighs> Aljani. Masina Aljani. Asina was it? Asina uh, Masina. Well, Miss Aljani. Um, what a punch to the Asina face. Asina Bent. Go ahead. Asina Bent. Asina Jaleel Bent. It's fuck. Damn it. I know, right? Um, it repeats from, this, from last to now. Cannot pronounce shit. Um, 68% decided to punch her in the face, while 32% just answered the questions with candor and grace. Are you talking about the, um, the news lady? Yep. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, like, messed up, though, like, as fucking Mel Shepard to, like, straight up punch her. It's fucked up as either Shepard. <laughs> it don't matter like, what you are. You should not be punching no one. She's a reporter, okay? Like, Emotional. she's reporting the news. And you punch her. But that's like some authoritarian bullshit, my people. Take it in the face! This that I just fucking Jesus sixty fucking eight. <laughs> Ew. Um. Yeah. Okay. Now, the correct percentage on this one though is everyone scanning all of those motherfucking keepers because I fucking hunted down every single last one of those fucking things. But we to find all that data that really you... only sort of came around in Mass Effect 3 and gave me a couple extra points. But I don't care. I took those points. Fucking took them. Have, have you found them on the first go, or did you, like, fuck this and get tired looking? Because I found them always on the first go. Oh, so the first time I played the game, I would, like, look for them, like, every time I went back to the Citadel. But then I couldn't remember which ones I'd already scanned. Um, so then every time I've replayed it, I'm just like, nope, I'm going to hunt around for these fucking things right now. <laughs> Get this shit out of the way. That's why I have the guide saved on my, um, <laughs> on my, on my space bar, on my, uh, on my bar, on my browser. It's like, I can't, it's like, I can't not 
scan these things just like I can't not find every single fucking matriarch writings. Yeah. So I can like oh get that God. fucking bullshit points from Conrad Werner I hate, in Mass Effect 3. I hate the fact they made that a trophy or an, an achievement in the Legendary Edition. You have Good to get, Yes, you have to get all the fucking matriarch Turian and Solarian tags all of them oh, in order yeah, in, yeah. in order to get the achievement in the trophy. It was not an achievement in trophy before. Now it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's two trophies I don't have to apply to Mass Effect 1. I have to have full biotic powers and I have to do the Matriarch, Turian, and Solarian um, side quest. Complete them all to get platinum on PlayStation and to get 100% yeah. on Xbox Live. I hate the using the power 25 times thing because then I'm like, I have to bring all these fucking different ass squad mates mm -hmm. out now and use their stupid fucking powers. No, they want you to do replayability. They want that replayability. I mean, obviously, I'm still going to be, like, replaying this fucking shit until I die. But, um... At the moment, no. No. No, I'm going to... I'm, like, I'm going to get that fucking... I'm going to get those achievements on this first fucking legendary playthrough, you motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, man. And now, last but not least, the video game pitch... A segment that we're going to be using every now and then, Christian, who dip, dipped out, is currently working on his pitch. I don't know if it's going to be a movie or a video game. I cannot wait to know what it is, but mine's is going to be a video Maybe game. Maybe we found these for video games, and our movies were later. I, um, when I did the, um, you was there for the, for the, for the inaugural episode of Space Hider Collective. I put space, I put video game slash movie, and you had the, you gave the choice. I gave you the choice if you want to do a movie or a video game. But Christian said he'll let me know when his, and when it's his turn. When he picked, especially. So, I'm giving the choice if you want to do a movie or video game. Okay. I, I updated on the Google Docs as well. If you want to check oh, okay. Out. Okay. So, My memory is failing me, apparently. It's fine. That's fine. That's fine. So, the title of this video is called The Black Skulls. This is a paramilitary group. Once again, this is before I ever played Mass Effect. The reference you're getting from here is Ghost in the Shell, Blade Runner, and the anime Outlaw Star. Excellent choices all around. Um, so, liking these combinations. Um... So the premise of the game, you're playing as four best friends. So there is no romance in this game. Next game, if it gets if mm. it gets a sequel, there will be a romance um, romance options. Points docked. But uh, let me give it the story. The story. Preface of the story. I'm just kidding. Four best friends. Um, the leader is Jade Raymond. She's of Asian descent. You have. Arrow, Miles Flynn, Jade's ex-boyfriend, and he's the sole reason wh why he joined her in his major group. recommend maybe changing the name Jade. Why? To, it, I mean, 
it's like it's a little stereotypical and kind of on the nose like she's of asian descent and her name is jade ah. like okay that's just me personally like no 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 this is the video game pitch you gave the you gave the the, let's change the main character. You're the the lead, if you will. Let's change your name, okay? Because you, I mean, if you you could have them like just pick the name if they want, like customize the name, and they could just go by their last name, like well, Shepherd did. Well, here's the thing: you're not creating a player. You're playing one of these four. Well, okay. I'll I'll get to the gameplay aspects when we get when we get further in. Um, but I was like. If this became a franchise, her name would carry over into the comics. Or okay. So, we can change the name. Um, originally, she was going to be biracial. Um, I've been tiptoeing between biracial or just full Asian because they give better representation for either or. So, so I was like, so she's like, her, her character is set, but in terms of like her nationality is always like I've been back and forth on. And I want to be more. I want to be respectful as someone who is a person of color, respectful to another person of color. That that for that character, um, Arrow is African American. Well, he knows he's of African descent, so he's African American. Because I have to make that clear. Um, okay. The third person, third person is Toa Kamehameha. He's of Polynesian descent, Polynesian Samoan descent. And he is based off of Jason Momoa. Oh, okay. But Stargate Atlantis Jason Momoa. <laughs> oh, little baby Momoa. Yeah. About uh, Baywatch Momoa. <laughs> that's that baby Momoa. That's like that's pre. That's, baby. He even said that's pre before he even got in that bar fight that gave him that scar and this fuck the pie. <laughs> so really? yeah, yeah, that's. He got into a bar fight. The um, the dude, she said the dude broke a bottle over his face. That's how he got that scar. And he said, if you look at it, his eye drips drips um a little. Damn, that's a cool scar though. Yeah. That's how he got called Drago. Um, the fourth character, his name um his name is Matt. I haven't came up with a last name for him. He's just generic white dude who's a sniper. <laughs> that's what he is. A generic white dude who's a sniper. I just love that, like, it's just fucking boring as Matt. And it's like, she was like, all these cool people. And they're like, oh yeah, and then there's Matt. Yep. Um, they're communicating. I love it. <laughs> um, he's more fleshed out. He has a family. Um, he joins so he can protect the um, planet, Feder- um, the Earth Federation. So. Ooh, I can already tell he's going to die. Oh, no, 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 no. There's other characters that will die. So Matt is, is on the safe category. <laughs> on the unsafe category, we have our communications director, Carrie. She is from a wealthy family, and she wants to prove herself um, besides her wealthy family. She's the communications um, officer. One of the other officers, who are, um, his name is Cyrus, he's definitely getting killed off. And I say how. Yeah, spoiler alert, and I will say how <laughs> a little later. Um, so those those two, but Jade, Errol, and Matt are so this Earth Federation of Planets. Pretty much the wealthy 
is essentially leaving the planet Earth, and there they built space stations across our solar system. So, the moon, the Mars is not colonated, but it has a space station next to Mars. But the moon is a prison planet now. Um, so now, to protect the Earth, is they created this military force that basically assures the the rich can go from Earth to take resources and go back to their um, their their um, settlements. Please tell me they all fly in uh, dick-shaped spaceships. I was thinking about it. I was really thinking about it. <laughs> but Jeff Bezos did give me a fucking idea on, like, head king diggling asshole who's going to be over this shit. Um, but basically, the rich is taking resources from the Earth. And the Black Skulls themselves finds out that there's conspiracy. You learn through going throughout the game. You're doing your job as a military force. And you get your own ship called the Stingray. It's a fully um, automated ship. But um, I'm not going to do future spoilers for this game. Because I have a whole um, Bible for this. So I don't want to go to future spoilers. But as you go more into the game, you learn about how the rich is really trying to like wipe out the middle class and the poor on planet earth and completely have that whole entire planet for the wealthy and just treat all um all the poor and the middle class as workers and slaves and have them be martians actual martians on planet mars so they're building up building up colonies on mars for the poor so they can have the rich can have planet earth for themselves so when you get closer towards the end of the game this is where you're now on the run so we're changing the dynamic. You're being hunted, and as it goes, each member gets bopped off or gets arrested. So you're going from, like, you have your squad, but you're down to just having the main lead and her for survival. But I'm not going to give give away the ending of the game, but it's not a good ending, but it does sets up for a sequel. Okay. Uh, Gameplay-wise... I do like Mass Effect's squad base um, use, except for being like you only controlling um, like your the main person. I'm pulling from Ultimate Alliance. You're controlling four people at once, and you can switch between. So it's like a combination of Mass Effect, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and Dragon Age. You'll be able to switch between everyone and use each different person's attributes. Jade is the fighter. Toa is the shooter. Errol is the tech person. Matt is a, is the sniper. So he's the one. So he's the one you want if you want to stealth certain things. Like if you want to tell your squad to, to hang back, and he'll stealth um, certain sections. And then if he clears the area, your party mates will follow will follow along. Okay. Uh, the enemies. I'm pulling from Marvel. They're throwaway, so you're going against. So instead of using other people, it was like, where we just kill our people and turn them into cyborgs, and that's what happens to Cyrus during the mission. He gets killed. They thought the team thought they had a funeral for him. Now this evil Jeff Bezos Corporation took his body and turned him into a cyborg. 
Cyrus the Cyborg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did that on purpose. Is he, is he blind? No. Okay, he's his name, Victor. He and I hate to do this to my fellow people, but um, he's um of Latin descent. He's not so. Everyone gets theirs. Doesn't matter the race, color, creed, or what you, what you, who you identify as. In this game, if I decide you die, you die. <laughs> if I decide you get turned to like a Green Ranger type of villain, you're getting turned to like a Green Ranger type of villain. And that's what Cyrus becomes, a Green Ranger type of villain. So you expect, you are, it's predestined you're going to lose at the end of the game. It's, it's, no matter what you do, you lose. Okay. So, I, like, normally some games have, like, a shred of hope. I want the players to feel like, oh, man, I fucking lost. But I'm pulling, I'm, I'm pulling movies here. Go through the credits of the game. You cut to everyone in the, in the prison ship on the way to the prison. And Jay's like, oh, hell no. We're going to fight back. Second game, prison break. Okay. Boom. Okay. Changing up the genres each game. That is the Black Skulls. And the reason why they're called the Black Skulls, there's a special gun that when it kills the individual, it leaves a literal Black Skull in its way. Hmm. Okay. And you get to customize their clothing. With black skulls all over it. <laughs> if you want, but if you want them to look like if you want them to look like an actual squad, they can look like an actual squad. If you want each one to have their own various personalities in terms of how they look, you can do that as well. You want them to look like a bunch of a-holes? They can look like a bunch of a-holes. Mm-hmm. Or you can have, like, black skulls tattooed on their body. And one one of the people, the most bad boy, is going to have his face tattooed with a black skull. With a black skull! I was originally originally had um, this idea of Toy gets um, shot in the eye by a sniper. And he gets a cybernetic eye. That has a skull. So when he's when he's getting ready to shoot, it flips around, and it, it's a skull. So he's able to use like smart weapons with that eye. And their ship is a black skull. <laughs> it's now, just a flying skull. The stingray. <laughs> the stingray. Um, I think that is one of my favorite ships that I came up with. Um, this is definitely. Is it shaped like a stingray? Yes. And it has, um, like, like Steamrays, it has, like, their own baby ships inside. So, Errol and Jade are the, are the two top pilots. And those ships are the Stingers. The ship is pregnant? It's called the Stingers. The, there is Ariel, there is, well, space combat for certain sections. But you get to choose who's, who, you get to choose who who's gets the, the dad. Who's, I, the, who's the dad? His name is Desmond. <laughs> I heard. I heard he was a well, deadbeat. I heard. I heard. I heard. I heard he was. I heard he was a deadbeat though. What's his last name though? Desmond Wren. Oh, he starts with an R. No, Wren. W R E N. Wren. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's the alias, what's and I'm sticking your, to what, it. What's your middle name? We're not. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> Alright, so, yay or nay on the Black Skulls? Coming to all platforms. 
rated M for mature. Nay. Why? Because I can't get with the black folk. <laughs> 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 okay. It's a, little, it's a little bit corny where um, they leave behind a black skull. You know, I think they, um, when a weapon leaves behind like a black skull, I think it, you can be like a little bit more creative with the origin story of the name. Um, like maybe their band, like, their group is called the Black Skulls, or or something like they like take these drugs too much that like every when some when they die and their body decays, they're oh. or like it's like a skull, or like they be working in the mines too much that they got like so much poisoning that they're, you know, the skeleton is like oh yeah, instead of like black lung, it's like black skull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I am also very sad to say that I'm a nay. Um, and it's just because, like, for me, this is a good outline. I just need a little bit more meat on these bones because I'm not, I'm still not sure, like, who the big bad guy is. Like, who would like the faceless horde that you're gonna be randomly fighting throughout the game? There better not be um, space pirates. There better not be cyborgs or like the Geth. Space like, pirates. The space, big bad space is, space is, is the big bad just capitalism? Um, capitalism, yeah. So it, like, this is gonna be like a whole intrigue. I feel like this would be better if it was a show. Or, yeah, a show rather than a game. Because at least a show, you can flesh everything out. I mean, you can flesh things out with games. Because hopefully, you know, you got anywhere from, like, 8 to 60 hours of gameplay. Especially Um, with Mass Effect, with the Codex entry. Yeah. All the previous episodes. That you learn through dialogue and world building. So, I think you got... A good base, but it's just a no from me, dog. Yeah, man, I can't, I can't lend you the money for this. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm hurt. so sorry. I'm, I'm so hurt. sorry. And there you have it. Our first video game. I still game love pitch. you. I know. So love you too. And there we go. You are fired. <laughs> <laughs> and, that is, and that is our first video game pitch obviously I did not pass the bar that's why struck you're not a lawyer no, struck don't out. I struck out I struck okay. out oh don't worry I have a movie pitch and I'm calling it sem- well I might have to really change that title because it's too much close to Shanghai Nights so I'm gonna have to change wow. the title it's, it's wow yeah, the tone is completely different, and I think y'all might like that. Okay, because I was having the flashback to that Jackie <laughs> Chan Owen Wilson movie. I actually like it. I'm a cowboy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so obviously I failed at my pitch. It's all good. I'm not hurt. I'm not You're, hurt. You would never work in this town again. <laughs> <laughs> but will Christian do better? We'll find out. But next week, I promise I will have Fear Street completed so we can do a proper review. Yes! 
It's so good. Um, oh, I like it. We will do. We well, we already said at the top of the episode we will do our MCU in review of What If. Now that we know it's part of the MCU as, as the now Ray confirmed that this is now part of the multiverse. Um, we now ha- know Hawkeye would be out this coming November. Actually, let me stop myself. I know I posted it. November 24th. <laughs> and I was like, wait, November. November 24th. Um, that means you Miss. The, uh, you, know, you know what's the biggest problem with um, Disney Plus? Is that they don't come out with like content. They don't, they don't like release them all. They don't release more than one thing at once, you know? It's, I want them to release multiple things to make me keep coming back to Disney Plus. But the thing is, I, I understand it, but they treat this like like classic TV. This is the event that you need to come once a week to watch. That's not what I meant. I'm talking about like oh, like um, consistent kinds of TV shows. Yeah, but they, they like, do. Yeah, they got a lot of like family stuff. Yeah, so like they have a lot of family adventure shows. But in terms of, like if you want to talk about Marvel stuff, they're definitely spacing it out so that, like Miss Marvel won't. I'm confirming this right here, and, and I know. It's Mar- weird. It's weird. I feel like they're doing it with all the adult stuff, with like the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. When the Mandalorian is done, they like doing like Marvel stuff. They just like these are the biggest draws of it. They're not doing it all at once. But they don't want. Yeah. They don't want everything to overlap, though. Well, I mean, not now at once. They need to do multiple stuff because, like, I can't be like just using Disney Plus like once every three months. True, but if, yeah. you really, if you really look at it, by the time um, the Bad Batch ends, Hawk, um, uh, What If is coming on, and then by the time What If is over, we got Hawkeye coming in. That, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah, like, I know. When you watch it, turn it on once a week. And, but like it was like it was the trying to say. house is really good. I will interject with that. It was very cute. <laughs> um, kids practicing magic. Yeah. But what I was trying to it's say. Adorable. But I keep on trying to say. We're more likely not getting Miss Marvel till 2022. Yeah, I feel like that's a safe bet. So, kind of sucks, but it's okay. Um, and with that, that is. I want my, I want my Carol Denvers. <laughs> I think Captain Marvel, the Marvels. I don't think that's is out that? until 2023. I was gonna say, yeah, is it 22 or 23? I think 23. Because I know there's a shit ton coming out in 2022. Yeah. I think 2023 for the Marvels, because um, Tishana Parrish, Tiana Parrish, oof, mm. on Twitter she's like, I'm getting ready, we're getting ready to film, and I'm seeing she pumping iron, I'm like, you go girl, you go, mm. but yeah. she, she still has her code name based off a shitty internet company Spectrum, Jesus okay. Christ. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, but hey, we got the Marvels coming in 2023. Um, and with that, thank you for listening to Space Oddity Collective. Um, remember, you can listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so people, so the the big ad companies like Manscape or like shit, actual people that can pay us, so we can not all of us get free shit, but we also can get paid. I mean, like, I mean, come on, like, help help us out. We help us help us out so help you help us help you so it will give me an incentive to make content 
you can buy. Because I actually drew out some stickers. And I'm not releasing that shit till we actually get some form of reviews on these podcasts. Yes, I am holding stickers hostage until we get some reviews on po- the podcast. Don't this behavior, so y'all pick it up with. <laughs> Desi. Desi is dead on Twitter and Instagram and on uh, Twitch. All complaints. Apparently on Twitch, since people are like, why are you updating your Twitch channel if you're not going to stream? It's called being consistent on doing bullshit. Um, <laughs> See, this is why y'all need to complain to this. <laughs> oh, we being saucy. What was the, what was the phrase Zesty. again? Zesty. Zesty. Zesty, mm-hmm. and we're gonna end it right here and figure out what's the proper term to call this episode. Besides zesty, what? Uh, it is not zestfully clean. <laughs> that is dirty. <laughs> that is legit dirty. Oh my god, let's get out of here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you.